Hey, this is Vanta Black Cosplay, and welcome to the Blurred View. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Jonathan D'Angelo, aka Johnny D, and you are tuned into another Blurred View session. And today we have the lovely Vanna Black Cosplay, everybody. How you doing, sweetheart? Pretty good, pretty good. All right, so today you've decided to come on the show and talk about the current racism that's going on in cosplay slash nerd culture. Um, but before we get into that, let's get a little introduction for those who don't know you. So um, what you're a cosplayer. What first got you into cosplay? I've kind of always heard about it. I always heard about New York Comic Con, all these different conventions. I'm like, damn, I really want to go. But I, I don't know, like, should I dress up? Do I, like, what, what am I going to do? So my college roommate at the time, this was 2014, college roommate, she's like, oh, you can cosplay. Like, yeah, let's just go. It's going to be fun. I'm like, oh, but... What if people say, you know, you can't be this character because you're black or, you know, oh, that doesn't look good on you because you're black. And I said to my roommate, I'm like, if, if anyone ever says that to me, I'm going to quit because I don't want to deal with that racism. I don't want to deal with, like, I've dealt with racism my whole life. I don't need it in a hobby that I choose to do and I'm spending time doing, you know? Absolutely. So she showed me on Tumblr cosplaying while black. And I remember sitting in my room and I'm like tearing up. I'm like, this is amazing. Look at all these cosplayers who they're doing their thing and they don't care what anyone says about it. And so from that, I'm like, yep, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to have a great time. And it doesn't matter what anyone says. I'm just going to live my life and, you know, do it big. So from then I, you know, I started reaching, like researching, trying to figure out, okay, well, what characters do I want to portray? You know, how do I start making stuff? Um, like, you know, when you got a, a art project and teachers like, all right, build a sculpture or whatever. I was that kid. And yeah. I was the kid with the glitter glue, the paint, the paper mache. Like that was me always. So I literally have all of Michael's in my basement and I have for, for as long as I can remember. So, you know, this was tying in nerd culture and my love for art into one. I'm like, oh. This is perfect. This is my calling. So um, that's how it all started. Uh, with each year I've been, I, so I guess technically I'd say like 2014, 2015 is when I started. Mm -hmm. um, 2000, I think it was 2015 New York Comic Con was my first convention. I dressed up as Batman Beyond. The costume was like basic, basic, basic. But I, I was really to be happy to finally you know be around people i like take pictures you know go to some panels meet some really awesome people i think i'm pretty sure i met amandala sternberg hmm. and she's like oh your hair i love it and i'm like i love you <laughs> <laughs> it was great um so you know all these different like seeing people up close and you know learning about the stuff you loved your whole life it's great that's why I encourage people, like, if you love it, go for it. Just do what you got to do. Don't, like, forget about whatever any, forget about what people got to say. No. Um, <laughs> that makes sense? No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, like, I mean, so, like, what got you, so what got you into, like, being a nerd? Like, what was that defining moment where you knew, like, no shit, okay, this is me, I'm a nerd, and this is the rest of my life? What was that for you? 
birth? I don't know. <laughs> Out the womb with the comic book in hand. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Okay, so I can remember my. She's still my best friend. We are like this. We're sisters. Um, she got me into anime. We mm. were like we were the two tomboyish girls in school. We would like hang out, play video games, hang out with the boys, talk about comic books and anime and shit talk, you know, all the losers or whatever. Although we were the losers. <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we started with Rama Half and mm-hmm. like absolutely loved it. Uh, we would sit, you know, after school and just read manga, like instead of doing homework. <laughs> And then we'd be scrambling at six o'clock, like, oh shit, we gotta get our homework done before our parents come pick us up. So I guess from then I'm like, okay, you know, anime and manga is pretty cool. And like, she was really, really into it. I was kind of like, oh, but um, through high school, I'm like, okay, well, I've watched Lord of the Rings about 20 times. Yes. And I've seen all of Star Wars, each movie about 10 times. Yes. And I really like Studio Ghibli. And I have a lot of superhero t-shirts. And so it, like, it just kept building and building. And I'm like, I guess I'm a nerd. I, I, I guess. And a, a lot of my friends are like, oh, well, you're super smart. And I'm like, I am? Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> so I guess it all falls into that category. Mm, um, absolutely. John Green had this like BFTBA, like Don't Forget to Be Awesome. And that was big in my high school years. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm a nerd, boo. And I'm like, I mean, we still get ridiculed for stupid shit, so whatever. But, like, being a nerd's kind of cool now, so I guess it works out. It all comes full circle. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I guess my defining moment was Rama half, third grade, reading manga. And, yeah, I mean, like, Toonami would come on Saturday nights, and I'm like, yes, like, Glued to the TV, watching Dragon Ball Z, I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. Piccolo's the greatest father in the world. Like, that was... <laughs> <laughs> so, Piccolo, yeah, like, Piccolo okay. was one of the few black fathers that we all saw growing up in the hood that was dedicated. Oh. <laughs> we all knew. We, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Everybody keeps saying Tsunami Saturday night. Like, y'all are young. Toonami came on every weekday. And y'all are like, Saturday night. I'm like, oh, I'm so no, old. we had school. I'm so ancient. Toonami came on <laughs> Monday through Friday after school. And everybody's like, Toonami Saturday night, Sunday morning. Oh, my God. No, what do you mean? Y'all are like children. Children. God. I need to go back and hang out with Smoke and Charlie Rocket. Because you guys are like young. You're young on me right now like i remember i remember when dragon ball z the show first came out toonami was like new show dragon ball z i was like i don't know what this means but it looks lit (laughs) and i was in there like and people were like saturday night i used to love watching dragon ball z on the weekend nights or early in the morning i was like because my saturday night I'm about to date myself for all those paying attention, but my Saturday night consisted of um, Adult Swim. Yep. And it was it was um, Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, and Big O. And Big O is my favorite anime. One of my favorite animes. 
I didn't. I I don't think Trigon was running on Toonami when I was watching. I'm trying to remember. Ooh, I gotta like scroll back. Uh, um, Dragon Ball could be something. Sometimes they would show like reruns of Voltron at like super late at night. Super late. I mean, super late. They'd be like Aqua Teen, Hunger Force. That what was, was it? Season Nine. Something, something. I remember when all those shows came out, but like adult, yeah, adults film was like Outlaw Star and Ghost in the Shell and Big O, yeah, like yeah. And, and and people look at me like what? And I'm like, what do you mean what? Like that was Adult Swim, and they're like, what about the Venture Brothers? No, that wasn't a thing. No, like Venture Brothers is new, like recent, like 2000s recent. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't, uh, a lot of people don't realize, like. Man, I just feel old, man. Like y'all, whew. I date, I date people. I date people's like maturity level based on how many seasons of The Fresh Prince had already aired by the time they were born. So if you were ninety four and onwards, you don't count. You don't count. Nope, nope, nope. That's funny. That's really funny. Your 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 time scan is Fresh Prince. That's hilarious. Because it aired from ninety to all the way to ninety seven. So if you missed, if you told me you saw the Fresh Prince on reruns and not fresh episodes, you're too young for me. Like yeah. instantaneous, <laughs> instant. Like what's it like? Like uh, like uh, there are people who are like, yeah, man, I see the Fresh Prince all the time on like uh, on reruns. I was like, get out, get out, can't can't hang, get out. I remember first episode when the first episode aired, when the last episode aired. I was like, if you missed it, you're too young for me. Like can't, like man. <clears throat> so okay no, so, yeah so running back to so getting back to you know bringing this back full circle so are you cosplayed right now so you got the the three triangles yeah, yeah. yeah okay, on your face so what you got I'll for me i kind of pull it on fully so this was 2016 new york comic-con and i will say like this was like my shining moment because i did a lot of research i was like running up and down plus mm-hmm. going like finishing up college. So <laughs> I was going crazy, but I went Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, New York, um, NYCC. And I made three costumes for each day. I don't know how I did it, but I actually got it done. So like I mentioned, Studio Ghibli's kind of like, like was a big influence for me when I was younger. And San from Princess Mononoke was always this strong, independent. Yes. Princess Mononoke. She's badass. So I'm like, well, I got to do my girl. So I'll show you. So I made this mask, and like two days before the Saturday NYCC, it broke. Oh. (laughs) It broke. It shattered completely. So I pretty much had to start all over. But um, this is, I say, I'm like, this is my prized possession. It took blood, sweat, and tears to make it literally, um, like I cut my hand trying to make the eyes and I bled off. <laughs> real blood and sweat and tears. Re- real, like, yes, you. real ladies and gentlemen, real blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> and so, um, it's, this is my shining moment. This was like my favorite, this is my comfy cosplay. Whenever I need to like just go to a convention and I don't have time to make something, this is what I throw on. Cause it's versatile, it's warm. I can either be like, or have the cape on. Um, the cape's a blanket, mm. which is great because when you're in New York City and it's 50 degrees one minute, 90 degrees the next minute, and then the minute after that it's two degrees. 
I've got a blanket just in case. And I've got my ears and I've got like the full suit is on. I'm not going to stand up right now, but um, yeah, I made, I pretty much made everything by hand. Um, I was up at night, like stitching, stitching the, the top shirt, you know, covering it in blood and dirt. So it was um, not real blood, not real dirt, <laughs> just makeup. So it was really <laughs> <it was> fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to make. It was, um, like I said, it was a really proud moment. Um, my parents would come home and they're like, you're not done with it yet. And I'm like, no, it's gotta be perfect. Like it, this is, this is a character I really embody. I really feel strongly for. So I'm, I'm giving it my all. And that's kind of what my goal is as a cosplayer. Like to me, I give everything a hundred percent, sometimes 150%. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to something I love, oh yeah, I'm, I'm like go above and beyond. And I'm going to push my, like really lose sleep over it. But if when it comes out and I'm happy with it, it was all worth it. And see, like a lot of people, like, man, a lot of people don't realize the classics. Like, um, was it Castle in the Sky, Spirited Away, oh. Princess Mononoke. Like, those were, oh, like... The Castle, oh, my favorite. Like, those were some of the greatest and are still some of the greatest. I know Spirited Away is, what, rated one of the, if not the greatest anime movie of all time? Pretty sure. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, very few people that I see cosplay those, you know what I mean? But, you know, it takes... It takes a bit of uh, anime anime knowledge to uh, to know those characters. Like I, Sun Z, she uh, posted a, a Golden Boy um, gif last night on Instagram, and I might have to cosplay as Golden Boy now. <laughs> um, very few people know what that is, and if you do, yeah. aha. Yeah. If you don't, uh-huh. mm. <laughs> no, gotta go. Gotta go. I always tell people like, there's so many, there's so much to watch. Just go out and just pick stuff. Like, yeah. Pick- Stuff off the list. Just start watching. Yeah, I know I've discovered, I know thanks to uh, Geek and Ludes and Chocolate Wafu, I've discovered the dark side of the uh, Blurred Verse. Um, <laughs> that's another, that's that's literally Wednesday's episode, though. That's, that's Wednesday's episode. <laughs> but there's a dark side. You can click too much. <laughs> but <laughs> getting to the, okay, so getting to the main point. So I know you mentioned you were, I know you mentioned at the beginning, uh, you were, you were scared to cosplay because you didn't want to be discriminated against based on the characters that you wanted to portray. Now, you since said that, you know, after seeing, um, you know, cosplay while black, um, you, you know, you, you know, you were inspired, you were motivated to go ahead and do what you wanted to do anyway. Do you, have you ever in, you know, have you ever had any experiences where you have been discriminated against? Maybe either online or in person based on the characters that you play? Yeah. So it was, it was funny because I, like, I pushed it out of my mind that I was scrolling through my Instagram pic and I saw one of my domino pictures. I'm like, yes, I forgot this was a good one. And this guy goes, oh, I mean, the cosplayer is talented and whatever, but I really don't think Domino should be black. <sighs> and <laughs> oh. And I'm just like, nobody cares about your opinion. <laughs> nobody. Oh. Like, do you think we care about your opinion? Because we don't. We don't. I don't. My friends don't. The universe doesn't. Like, nobody cares. So oh. it's, it's like when I, if I do experience more racism, um, 
they can just shut up. I just don't. I don't, like I said, I don't deal with that. Um, I'm not a, like, no, I'm not the one to try that with. I'm really not. I mean, I tell people, like, I'm 5'4", and I'm pretty small, but, like, I'm just, like, a spit. Yeah, I'm, like, idiot, like, tiny person, (laughs) big personality. Like, don't Mm. piss me off, because I'll come for you. Like, I I mentioned on Instagram yesterday, like, I know where the jugular is. I'll come for you. (laughs) I'll go straight for the jugular. She's about that life, ladies and gentlemen. What? She's about that life, ladies and gentlemen. She's definitely about that life. (laughs) Brooklyn girls. We no 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 mm-mm, mm-mm. we're not the ones you should be messing with because we have come too far and we have worked too hard and this is black cosplayers in general we've worked too hard mm-hmm. and come too far for people to cry us down and you know what no scratch that not even black cosplayers black people no you're not gonna tell me who I can be and who I can't be you're not gonna tell me what school to go to you're not gonna tell me what hobbies to have no. No, I'm going to do what I want, when I want, how I want it, and I'm going to slay and look great doing it. So, there it is. y'all, let's take your hateration and go somewhere else, because we're not here for that. So, do you feel, I mean, so do you see Do you see this kind of thing happening often within, because, like, I, I just started cosplay. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for the hate, I'm, and I'm going to call them out. Like, you know, a lot of cosplayers, they don't want to tell me names. I'm going to put names. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm about that life. I'm putting names. I'm petty. I'm an Aquarius. We're, we're, we're petty. I'm putting names. You know, I'm, I'm just waiting, you know? Um, but I mean, do you see, do you see it happening to your other peers? Um, I know. Yeah. Often a lot. Yes. And I will be the first person to be like this bitch. You see him? Fuck him up. Fuck him up. He, mm-mm, 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 I'm not having it. I will be the first person to defend other black fosters. Cause I'm like, I always say I'm rooting for everybody black mm-hmm. and I'm not going to let somebody slander one of my friends or one of my fellow black cosplayers just because you don't you don't think they look the part it's none of your business like uh you i will call names but i don't know if they want me to like voice my voice their name on you know this channel right now no yeah but recently someone's like oh you know your cosplay is great and all but i just don't think it fits the character and she politely she's like um okay well that's your opinion and whatever and i'm like Ooh, she's too nice. I'm like, oh, you're good. You're, I'm like, you have the patience of a saint because I would have told him to fuck off. <laughs> I'm just, I'm being real because it's not, other people shouldn't tell you what to do. Other people shouldn't tell you how to feel and what you should wear. No, that's none of their business. And their opinions doesn't matter. If you're happy with what you do and how you feel, that's it. That's all that matters. And so I do see it a lot of time with, you know, cosplayers who have like 2K followers and they're getting nasty comments up the wazoo they get pictures of lynch mobs they get pictures of black people getting hanged hung whatever the word is and it's people in blackface like that's the new thing this week uh, yeah i've seen that i've seen that i've seen that like really yeah like people people can't get away with it in real life so they call it cosplay and i'm like because mm, we don't whiteface we don't whiteface i'm not when i do when I do Jason Todd, I'm not gonna white face. I don't understand why you need a black face. That's offensive. Like, who are you? What are you doing? No, no, no. Like, I'm a firm believer in, you know, the, that fine line between cultural appropriation and appreciation. Like, mm-hmm. you you know the difference. Yeah, y'all, definitely. Y'all out there who think you don't know the difference, you know the difference. You're just acting dumb, okay? 
no, why would you dress in black face? And someone was like, oh, but if a little kid does it, little kids don't see color. It's just like, no. No. They see color. They aren't affected by it. They see racism. They see color. They know that there are different races, but that hatred is taught. You know, racism isn't, you're not born being racist. You're taught hatred. So, no, that's... That's a poor excuse. Come again. So, to so okay. So we both know that the, the, the ignorance, we'll call it ignorance. We both know the ignorance comes from the fact that there's a lack of representation of minority characters within the nerd community. I mean, Star Wars has five black people in its, in its, in its entire universe. You know what I mean? Like, Lord of the Rings has no black people in its entire universe. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, you know, like, you know, to include the Hobbit, and so, you know, so it's 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 a it's a lack of representation, and um, the issue being is that let's be honest, the closest we got to representation, comic book wise, minus Storm, Black Lightning, Luke Cage, and I'm reaching back here, and uh, we'll say you know Cyborg, Happy Birthday to George Perez, and. Um, who else was who else was back then? There was a Vixen. Vixen. Uh, Besides them, though, the closest thing we got to representation was the X Men because when Stanley wrote the X Men, Martin Luther King, uh, Professor Xavier was based off Martin Luther King, and Magneto was based off MLK during their more extreme times. And the mutants yeah. were supposed to be representative of the minority groups in America and how they were being oppressed at the time. And so shout out to Stan Lee for giving us that symbolic representation. That was, you know, lit, despite the fact that Fox has ruined every movie except Logan, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but no, but, um, and it was funny. It's funny because it was posted on Twitter. Uh, I just got a Twitter, still don't know how to use it, but it was posted on Twitter that, you know, like, uh, you know, white people can read x-men and understand you know the x-men the the mutants point of view like oh yeah these people are oppressed they have a right to be mad but then can't apply the same basic principles to their minority counterparts in real you life never i feel like i personally feel like it's because representation because representation is lacking and most of the writers and the authors of these literary works that we read and we watch they're non-people they come from non-people of color and so the ignorance as i mentioned earlier stems from the fact that not only is there a lack of representation but there's huge representation when it comes to non uh non-character character non-characters of color characters that are yeah so and that's and that's that's a problem you know um and a lot of people a lot of people it's 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 ignorant for people to get upset. Um, the problem with the problem we having in the community with racism is the fact that you can almost and and I'm I'm gonna say this weird, but just hear me out for you and anybody watching and listening, because people will be like, what? You can almost justify the racism only because they can argue, well, a black domino isn't canon. A Mexican Deadpool isn't canon. Uh, a Hispanic Wolverine is not canon, and the problem, and and that's a problem because comics have allowed us to be able to justify racism due to lack of representation. 
And I know everybody was like, oh, what is he saying? <laughs> but no, comic books, comic books and nerd culture have allowed us to be able to, has allowed people to be able to justify racism due to lack of representation. Because you can't argue that, you know, technically, if you want to get technical, there isn't a white cyborg. So if somebody cosplays cyborg who's not black, we could just be like, You're, you can't be cyborg. He's technically black. You can't be Black Panther. He's technically African. You know. Wait, before you finish that, but have Black people ever said no? You can't do that. That's no. different. The only stipulation we ever put on it is that you don't do blackface. We will. And that's the and that's the difference. And that's the difference. And you're absolutely right. That's the difference. And the problem is, like I, when when John Stewart became Green Lantern, that was a milestone. When uh ah, oh, there's two more Green Lanterns too. One black guy and one one Hispan one Mexican female. I can't remember their names. Uh, but yeah, like when 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 Thor became a woman. When um yeah, Riri became was was her name was her name was it Riri when the little girl black girl became Iron Man. What's her name? Yes, yes, yes. Is it Riri Williams? Yeah. When she became when she yeah. became um Iron Man. Um, when, when Marvel started, and, it's, and you know, it's funny when Marvel started diversifying, like when DC started diversifying, people weren't as butthurts when Marvel did it. And that's because Marvel is un, uh, like Marvel is incidentally concrete when it comes to their representation, their lack of representation, concrete. Most of Marvel characters are white, always have been. And people were really like DC was integrating people slightly like Jon Stewart here, Black Lightning there, Mr. Terrific, Cyborg, Beast Boy, um, Blocker. Like they were trying to like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like wiggle them in, Supergirl, Wonder Woman, you know, Wally West. They were like, yeah. And people were like, no, not a black Wally West. But like Wally West is black in the TV show. Iris was black. So it was like, you couldn't escape it. So it's like, all right, we accept it. But because Captain America's been white, Iron Man's been white, Thor's been white, uh, Adam Strange, um, what's his name? Adam Warlock, what's his name? Yeah, yeah. And all these all these characters have been white for so long. Uh, I, I get what you're saying with that because it, it, it's, it's touch and go. Like, I mean, Marvel has Storm, which everybody knows is black, but... I see white women, you know, cosplaying as Storm. I'm like, yes, that's right, sis. Go, go ahead. Control the weather. Do your thing. I have no problem with it. Is it like, at first I'm like, but then I say, you know what? No. Cosplay is for everyone. Like, you can do what you want. I'm not, who am I to judge? So, but, so honestly, I don't like, I don't have a problem with it. Marvel, you know, incorporated Miss Marvel, who is a Muslim girl. And I have every issue of that comic because Diversity is important. Representation is important. You know, like every little Muslim girl now can want to be a superhero and, you know, like read it and feel like, yeah, I face all the challenges every day because there's someone who looks like me. You know, there was this picture on the internet of this little black girl looking up at a poster of Michelle Obama and mm. everyone went crazy because they're like, you know, representation really does matter. Like that's, that little girl couldn't, she could grow up to be either a first lady or a president. You know, or now a princess. That's a thing too now. Or duchess, however you want to look at it. But yeah, that's a thing too yeah, now. But I'm going to be a princess? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, that's why representation matters. That's, that's literally why it matters. Is it, I, I wouldn't say the racism is justified. I would say I see 
why people are racist. That doesn't mean it's okay. I yeah. see what And I'm not saying I'm not saying the racism is justified. I'm just saying that they can justify it due to right. Yeah. Right. But on the flip side, I would say the characters are fictional. Absolutely. They can be, you know, you could be whatever. And I would like I wanted to bring up this point because this kind of like affected me. So um, in England, there was a Harry Potter play, and a black girl was cast as Hermione. I remember reading that, yes. People were and outraged. Everyone freaked the fuck out over it. And I'm just like, but why? What are you trying to say? Like, black girls can't be smart? Black girls can't have freckles? Black girls can't fr- have frizzy hair? I mean, clearly we can have frizzy hair. And, like, like half of the women in my family have freckles or spots or mm-hmm. and are brilliant. So why can't Hermione be black? And I, like, it really, yeah, sorry, my phone's ringing. But it, um, and J.K. Rowling kind of, kind of baited it, race baited it. She's like, oh, I didn't say she wasn't black. I'm like, what, if you did say she was black, you would have had a greater impact on our community. I mean, Harry Potter has impact, is a big aspect of our culture. Like, there's no denying it. But I feel as though, as a, I was a huge Harry Potter fan as a kid growing up. I have read all the books, seen all the movies. I played Quidditch for a few years. That's an episode for another time. Um, Didn't but, know was a thing. But, you know, it's... it's one minute. <laughs> I don't know. Our phones... I, like, house phones are crazy. Don't, like, don't, don't invest in a house phone, guys. I haven't had a house phone since... Uh, wow. Yeah, my parents are stuck in the 90s. Brooklyn. (laughs) Brooklyn. But yeah, like I was saying, you know, Hermione, if I had a character like Hermione growing up, I would have been different. I would have been way different. I wouldn't, you know, not to say that I dumb myself down, but I would have been more, I would have been a bit more proud to be smart. Like, I... I, I don't like to brag about my intelligence because I don't want, you know, if you brag about your intelligence, then you're bougie. If you don't brag about your intelligence, then you're stupid. Like, there's such a weird line there. And so, you know, if I had that figure to look up to, I would have been like, yeah, well, I'm Hermione, you know, I'm brilliant, whatever. I don't care what you have to say. And Science. it would have it shaped me as a person. And I can, I, I feel as though that in, it's funny because in the books I didn't like Hermione because I'm like she's annoying she's this know-it-all true who, <laughs> she knows everything but then you know I'm watching the movies I'm like damn Harry and Ron are so stupid they're, they're <laughs> like and so I like I, I'm like yeah I can see why she is the way she is you know kind of like same thing with Missy and uh, Big Mouth this little black girl is a genius and she talks about microbes and anatomy. And my friends are like, yo, you should watch, like, you got to watch it because that, that girl's you. I'm like, nah, that's not me. And then she starts talking about fruit snacks. I'm like, oh, shit, that is me. Like, damn. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel like we need representation. It's, it's coming slowly, but surely it's coming. But we, we need it. We really do need it. Like Black Panther has been a monumental force i'm so happy black panther has done so well i mean was i was holding my heart because you know you you hear like people going in and shooting people in movie theater so i was i was really nervous but no and it's 
and it's big everywhere. Everyone loves the movie. It's mm. a clean movie. It tells a great story. You actually kind of feel bad for the villain. Like, when does that ever happen? So that, it's a wholesome movie, and it is incorporated black culture and, and, and I, nerd culture at the same So now you have black people who are like, oh, Wakanda forever. You've got the nerds who are like, Wakanda forever. And then now, like, it's a big harmony. It's it's beautiful. I, I love it. <laughs> It means a lot, and it. I say like, okay, well, if you know little black kids see me cosplaying, maybe they'll do it as well, and maybe I can like be an inspiration to them. Like I said, representation matters, so maybe I can inspire the youth, my youth, to do <laughs> do the good work. <laughs> so, do you feel like there's a divide between black cosplayers and non-black cosplayers, especially lately? Um. Yes and no. I think the divide is the same divide that we have. Like, we've always had a divide. Like, that, there's, racism, there's always been blatant racism in the world. Do I think it's getting better? Probably. It's not as fast as we expected or we would like it, but I think it is getting better. And there are, you know, your non-POC cosplayers who are very vocal, who are saying, like, no. This is fucked up. You guys are being racist bastards. Like these photographers, you need to photograph black cosplayers because they matter just as much as the white and Asian ones. Mm. And I will say too, I don't see, and I'm not saying that they don't exist because I know they do, but Latinx cosplayers, they don't get half as much credit as they should. True story. Like, and even representation of them in movies, in comics, is so minimal. Like. Here, black people are complaining, but can you name one Latinx superhero? Like, off the top of your head, because I can't. Well, the Green Lantern. I was talking about the female Green Lantern, whose name I don't know, so it doesn't help. (laughs) No. I forgot it. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I kind of, like, and I feel bad because I don't know it. Or I think about the Disney princesses. That's like, for me as a girl. Bunker from the new Teen Titans, the new 52 Teen Titans. I think his name was Bunker. He's homosexual and Mexican from Mexico. So they rolled up two, they rolled up two tokens into one and threw it into Teen Titans. Because at the time, ironically, he was the only minority in the Teen Titans reboot for the new 52. So token <laughs> um i want to say her name is america chavera she is she star girl i don't remember or is she a captain a version of captain america i don't remember mm-hmm. so don't quote me on this but she's a latina superhero and when i saw her release i'm like yes this is what we need this is exactly what we need but like even her name escapes me and that's not good enough you know yeah. like we need we they they need it we need it every represent like i can't stress this enough representation matters at each each race needs a key figure they can look up to like an instiller of good and if you know if you know our little kids can't look up to someone who looks like them what are you gonna you know who are they gonna look up to like i was saying about the disney princesses um Recently was, I think it's the 20th year anniversary of Mulan. Yeah, it was 20th year because I 
remember seeing it in theaters. And my friend is adopted from China. She used to dress up as Mulan every year for Halloween mm -hmm. since that movie came out. Every single year. And one year she had a, like a, it was, her birthday usually falls around Chinese New Year. So it was like a Chinese New Year birthday party. And it was great. Like I saw how much this, how Mulan was important to her. So imagine, like, imagine being a little kid when Princess and the Frog came out. Imagine being a black little kid when Princess and the Frog came out. Imagine being a, you know, Mexican little kid when Coco came out. I love Coco. I was like following the artwork from day one. Coco was amazing, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Coco was absolutely amazing. No, I know how important it is to see your culture, to see people who look like you on the big screen. That is what is important. It's not about who looks the best, who's the most accurate, who does that. No, it is being able to relate to someone on a bigger scale. So what about these cosplayers who are like, what about as we'll, we'll call them name brand cosplayers? Um, and that's not that's not insulting, but, you know, right. what about what about what about the cutie pie senseis and the Luxtees and the K-Bear? You know, like what about them? You know, what about the what about those cosplayers who are on their, their level? Do you think that they're immune to these kinds of incidences when it comes to no. racial equality? No. no, not at all, not at all. They, in fact, they get the heat the most because they're in the limelight all the time. Hmm. Um, and I, I feel for them. I, you know, as I'm not, I'm not that famous, and so I'm not getting the the racism, 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 like all the time. But they are. They're in the limelight and. People don't like it. People are like, mm, why are they famous? Uh, why are they, you know, cost like, mm, they should just stick to song. No, like, no, let them do what they want. And they're vocal about it as well. They, like, um, Cutie Pie Sensei, you know, she liked one of my posts because I was saying, like, these characters are fictional, so they can be whatever you want. And she agreed with me. You know, they, they get the racism. 10 times, tenfold more than I do or my, you know, like people who are, who don't have as many cosplay followers, like I said, because they're in the limelight and because they've been doing it for so long. Yeah. You know, I just, I started for a few years ago, but some people got like 10 years under their belt and they're probably sick of it. They're probably up to their ears and racism and death threats and hateration and they're probably so damn tired of it. But, you know, us their fans keep pushing them to be great. Yeah, definitely. And so it's, you know, hopefully we can encourage them and say, like, look, whatever people say, you know, don't listen to them. You guys are still great. You guys are still talented. But there is a bit of, you know, reluctance. Now people are like, well, maybe I shouldn't cosplay. Even me, you know, I got my NYCC tickets, and I'm taking Oh, Sailor Moon, so we're going to do a Princess Serenity, Chibi Moon cosplay um, tag team. And I'm, I can't wait to start working on our costume. But I'm, I'm really nervous if someone's going to say something rude to her or to me. Because then I'm going to act the fool and I'm going to get thrown out of the convention. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want somebody telling her, you know, so, something crazy. Because then I'm gonna beat their ass, and like I don't need to do that. I don't. I don't need to go to jail. I don't have bail money for that. Like it's not happening. <laughs> so I I applaud I applaud those who take the racism and keep going. Um, you know my message to everyone: 
like hear it, ignore it, or cuss them out because it's gonna keep it. They're gonna keep on coming with it. So you cuss them out and they'll stop, or you can ignore it and they'll stop. So those are your two options. So do you feel like okay? So I mentioned Cutie Pie Sensei, Luxties, and K Bear. And, you know, you know, we have like, you know, the chocolate wafu and Chrissy Victory. Do you feel like on the flip side of my previous question, do you feel like they're more accepted because they're so big and harder to ignore? Because they get photographed. Cutie Pie Sensei is inarguably the blurred cosplay goddess. She can walk into a con. And people will stop everything and be like, holy shit, that's Cutie Pie Sensei. And as modest as she is, she knows it, we'd have to shut down a mall for her. Do you feel like it's because she's so big? Is like they universally accept her on all fronts just because you know you can't ignore her? Yes, I do think so. But she doesn't use that to her advantage, which makes me like her even more for that. Absolutely. Because, yeah, because if it was she knew it and used it and abused it i would lose respect for her obviously but she she knows it and she kind of like she doesn't like it <laughs> she she doesn't like the 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 attention that she gets for being so big if that kind of makes sense um another cosplayer um i'm not gonna bring up her name but she made a good point she's like a lot of these photographers only want to take pictures of light skin cosplayers. And that's very true. Like I'm darker and I I know that I'm going to face that that like questioning the maybe not. Well maybe if you were lighter. I mean I've had people tell me like, oh, you know, you'd be pretty if you were lighter. <sighs> yeah. What? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. no. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I've had the, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. Oh man. Oh man. So do you yeah. feel like it's because Cutie Pie Sensei is lighter skinned is why do you think that's part of one of part of you personally feel like that's, you know, and no offense to, you know, she's listening, no offense yeah. to the goddess that is Cutie Pie Sensei, but I mean, let's, you know, let's really dig here, you know, you know, hopefully not a grave, but let's dig, you know, maybe strike, strike, strike gold or oil, you know, like, do you feel like it's because she's lighter skin is one of the reasons? Cause you know, not arguing her artistic ability whatsoever. Definitely that is, no. yeah, that aside, do you feel yeah. like, you know, that's one of the, that, you know, her being lighter skinned is part of the reason why they favor her a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And that has nothing to do with her as a cosplayer. That that's literally like, she didn't choose to be the skin color she is. No, that has absolutely. nothing to do with her talent, her time, her money, her energy. No, it's it's just something that happens. She just happens to be lighter, and that has, I mean, that speaks to uh, America as a whole because my lighter female comp, um, my lighter female, you know, sisters, brothers, lighter female, black people just get this preferential treatment, and it's very disconcerting like it's very weird uh it's kind of like but we're all black yeah and you, and you know and you know to interject on that uh to interject and then add too you know i was talking to, you know an interview or so back when i was talking to chocolate wafu she was telling me the same thing now she's in the netherlands and she was telling me there's like maybe 
10 black cosplayers that go to their conventions every year and they all know each other, the same 10 people. But she was telling me, she was like, because she's darker skin, she gets a lot of flack for being darker skin, trying to cosplay, especially um, non-characters of color. But, you know, and so, you know, she she's always told me that, she told me that she's always been like, kind of, you know, antsy about cosplaying with her darker skin. And I know, I'm pretty sure that we've gotten that across the board from a lot of cosplayers. You know, I never got the chance to ask Charlie Rocket, but, you know, you know, Charlie Rocket is also lighter skin. Matter of fact, I want to say Charlie Rocket's lighter skin than um, Cutie Pie Sensei. You know, I, I do feel like when it comes to, I've heard, because uh, Chocolate Wafu told me the exact same thing you just did about Cutie Pie, about, about what you said about you being dark skin. Um, that Chocolate Wafu said that people don't want to photo photograph her because she's darker skin. And they say it's harder to edit her or, you know, it just doesn't look good, you know. And so, like, I, I do feel like colorism does play a role because, honestly, if you can't get white, you kind of want to favor a more caramel tone, you know, for sure. And so, um... That's bullshit. That's bull. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Because you can't be skilled in one aspect of your job and not know how to cover a wide range. That means you suck at your job. Shots. <laughs> bow wow. I'll say it. Bow wow. <laughs> it's the same thing with makeup. I could go into Sephora and if I go to someone to do my makeup and they tell me they don't know what foundation to use in a giant ass store like Sephora, are you kidding me? No, then you're not talented. Then you only know how. Yeah, I will. I will call them it out. Hurts. I will call them as I see it. Oh, it but hurts me, my neck. <laughs> I, listen, I don't care. I don't Wu-Tang, care. protect because, your neck. Because <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to be good at one one thing and then claim you're the greatest? That doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. And not even that you would try to venture out. You don't even want to experience anything else. Like, I could say, okay, I like to cook. And I like to cook a whole wide range of dishes. But when you go to culinary school, guess what? You're cooking a whole wide range of dishes. Back. You're not gonna just cook steak every day. And you're not just gonna cook French food every day. You have to know how to cook a whole bunch of different meals. Because how are you gonna build your portfolio and diversify your palate if you don't know how to do everything else? It, it, work, it goes in the workplace, it goes for makeup, it goes for artists. It, it works universally. But see, but see, it's a choice. You understand it's a choice because a photographer goes into a Comic-Con knowing full well there's going to be people of color there. And they choose not to photograph and edit photos of people of color because that's their choice. Now, all the excuses they want aside, a spade is a spade is a spade. It's still racist. Yep. yep. It's still but racist. Then, but then if I say, oh, well, I don't want to take pictures by white photographers, then people are going to get mad. Yeah, because who are you to do some shit like that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it's facts. You know, I, it, it the problem that we're facing right now is that right now with this hashtag black cosplayer here movement and, you know, the events of Colossal Con, it puts black cosplayers and cosplayers of color you know in in this it puts us in you know sort of a spiritual mental emotional disarray because it's like well if you're not going to take pictures of me after i did all this work you know what i mean 
Like after I did all this work to create these costumes and this look and this feel and this mood, you know, this character, and you're not going to take pictures of me, I guarantee you after ColossalCon, somebody quit. Somebody quit. Somebody felt some type of way. Somebody quit. Somebody sees what's going on in the cosplay community and they quit. And it, it, it it's disdaining. And, you know, you have non-cosplayers of color who are sticking up for us, but then how many of them, how many more of them aren't? Because we're not here for, cosplay is definitely an art. It is also inherently a competition. It is because not, well, I mean, we have cosplay competitions, but, you know, not to, you know, state the obvious, but, it, you know, if I walk in as Red Hood and um, Dynamite Weber walks in as Red Hood, we're going to, you know what I'm saying? Who did, who did a better job? You know what I mean? There is that competition, but the problem is my, my Red Hood won't be rewarded if I know for a fact that walking into that same con, me and Dynamite Weber could look just as good. I could look better than him, but if I know walking into that con, he's going to get more attention to me simply because he's white. That's a whole other issue altogether. Yeah. 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 And speaking about competition, you know, what's weird when you message someone, ask them like, Oh, where did you get this fabric? Or how did you make this? And they don't answer you or they read it and they block you. And they block or don't reply. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, you're rude. Like I recently did a shout I recently did a shout out for shout out. I did. I recently, somebody was like, oh, I'm not going to name their name. I want to. I'm not. <laughs> I re- oh, I want to. <laughs> but I'm not. But I recently, somebody was like, hey, let's do it. And they were non-cosplay. And it, I'm, I'm praying this is a coincidence. I really am. But somebody did a shout out for shout out. And they had like, and it was, it was, I posted, I, I posted my request for the shout out for shout out. Oh, quite a, quite a bit late. I'm not going to lie. But I did, but but you have to understand too. Based on the movement, this was this week. This was like just last week, and this was like you know we had already started that you know hashtag Black Cosplayer here, you know, and you know Colossicon was you know fresh in everybody's minds. It still is. So you know there was a lot of you know like racial tension going on in the culture. But I was like you know this this you know white female cosplayer was doing a shout out for shout out. I was like bet I'll you know hey shout me out. You know what I mean. And she had like 15 people didn't acknowledge me whatsoever. Even after I tagged her in my story, posted her in my story, shouted her out and everything. I know she saw it. She had to have seen it, but just nothing, nothing. And it was like, now I feel some type of way. And it could be coincidence, but the problem is we're too used to it not being coincidence. We're so used to it not being coincidence that every incident almost seems purposeful. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, see, shoutouts for shoutouts are weird because I just I just do it. Like I don't really expect anything in return. But also, you know, usually I'm shocked and extremely grateful. Um, like I hit. 1k followers and I started crying because <laughs> I didn't think I'd get this far but you know it's when when stuff like that happens it's so weird because to me I understand that everyone takes this a little too seriously mm. and if things a competition it doesn't need to be you can help your fellow man it costs zero dollars and zero cents it's literally 3.99 to be a decent human being if someone asked me how did you do this? I like I got like a Google Doc 
I got like a, a website. Like I'll give them everything because mm -hmm. I want to help people. Absolutely. That's, that's just who I am. I'm not going to say, oh, well, I'm not going to tell you blah, blah, blah. And even some of like the more famous cosplayers, when you, if you talk to them, they talk to you, they treat you like normal. I, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm afraid to say something because I don't want to be ignored or I don't want to, you know, them to think I'm annoying. But nine times out of 10, they're really nice. I mean, they're people too. So it's like, no, just, just be polite to each other. A friend of mine, and she, she's a white cosplayer. She said she messaged this guy on Facebook, asked where he got this material. He blocked and deleted her. Over material. It's just material. It's not that serious. <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I don't get it. And wow. she and she's famous and very sweet. She's really nice. So if, if it was like maybe she was had a stank attitude, I would understand. But no, she's she's just as nice as everybody else. So I I don't know this competition thing. People take it too far. Um, I, like, I understand you want to be the best. <laughs> it's never that serious. It's really not. I mean, do you get, you can get money out of it. That's cool. You can get fame and glory. All right. I guess that's cool. You get to show off your talents. Okay. That's cool. But at the, like, but when you start to be nasty to people, when you start blocking and deleting people because you want to be at the top and you don't want no one else up there with you. It's not worth it. It really isn't. So final question. And you can choose the answer or you cannot. It's one of those it's one of those deep it's one of those questions. You choose the oh, answer or you cannot. It's one of those questions. Alright, so, let's go. Final question. Do you feel like the events that have trans that have unfolded within the cosplay and nerd community, do you feel like they would have happened four years ago? And to elaborate what I mean on that is that do you feel like because we're in a Trump ruled America with all that he said out loud, that it's brought out those who have been harboring these kinds of attitudes all along? That's a, I'm going to choose to answer this question. That is a good, that's a good question. Um, and I could answer, I'm going to answer it two ways. I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say no. Um, people usually say I'm very pragmatic, and so I weigh the pros and cons on both sides of things. So four years ago, yes, because people are racist. People are inherently racist. No matter four years ago, ten years ago, like two minutes ago, they're racist. They're racist. Like if they act that way, not much is going to change them. Sad mm -hmm. to say. Um. And I think it may be, no, no. I think if I were to say yes, I think I, I could see it both ways. If I were to say yes, yes, they would, they would have done the same thing four years ago because once you're a racist, kind of always a racist. Although I do, I do believe that people can change. Mm -hmm. It's just the likelihood of them changing is very small. Now, on the other hand, no, because we are in Trump's America. I can't stand Trump. I will be blatant about it. I don't like him. I think he's a horrible person and he does a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> She's coming. Being, <laughs> just, yeah, coming for him. Coming for him. Um, yes, I think that people are now using that to their advantage and they're like, ooh, 
we got a racist president. It's time for us to rally up the troops and clear the swamp. Because I was walking down Manhattan and I had a guy scream hard ER at me, call me the N word at a hard hard ER. And I'm just like, not the hard ER though. The hard ER. He was right. And they were on a float. Literally, like this huge ass float was like going by and it said, clear the swamp. Clear the swamp. We're going to take all the. Yeah. We're gonna take out all the, like they called, they said they called some racist words for, you know, Spanish people. They call some racist words for Jewish people, racist words for black people. And they're like broadcasting this down the street in Manhattan. And I'm like, how is this not illegal? Why, why is this happening? I understand freedom of speech, but. Oh man, painful, painful, painful. So I think, People are, and with social media, people can say whatever they like on social media, and they don't get punished for it. Now, if somebody says something racist to me on social media, I'm going to report and block them. I I, I don't have time for it. I'm going to report and block them. Just like this guy told me, oh, Idris Elba can't be James Bond because he's black. And, like, you're you're, you're going after my my husband. Your husband? No. This is my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I love him. <laughs> oh man. I love him so much. No, but the guy's like, no, he can't. No. And he, the guy is British, so I guess it's, he's British. He knows everything about British culture and everything that British people, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but he's a troll. I literally read through his profile. Like, see, before I come for somebody, I like, I got receipts. So I like went through his profile. I went like, Two years back, I'm like, scroll, 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 scroll. Screenshots. Like, mm. All of them. I'm like, I'm like mm. so you're a racist and a bigot and you hate feminists. Oh, mm, mm-hmm. okay. And you're a little weird. Ooh, mm, honey. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I was like, look, your, your main purpose is to be a troll. So I'm not going to even entertain you. Like, you can kindly fuck off. Kindly. Right? And she's straight. And so with people like trolls coming through who bully Kelly Tan off the internet what the fuck yeah you know yeah devastating they, they have this resurgence of power it's like it's 1950 all over again i can't believe this is happening in 2018 so maybe you know pros and cons to answer your question maybe i'm veering more on the yes we are in trump's america so people feel more obliged to be racist without you know facing any repercussions it's starting to feel that way mm. So I, w- I would say, I, maybe, yeah, I think they do feel a bit more empowered. But I think as, as a person of color, and I, and I, I like, not even just as a black person, as a, as a person of color, as a woman, we have to stand up against it. We have to. Because if we don't, you know, people are going to run all over us. They're going to say all these nasty things about us. And... We, we can't let that happen. We can't change. Like, if this country was founded on ideals of equality and ideals that your fellow man is just as equal as you are, although the founding fathers were all racist, if, if, <laughs> if, yeah, I said it. I said it. As she's, a com- she's coming, guys. Okay. She's coming. She's coming yeah. for them. I mean, listen, listen. I keep it real. I keep it real. If that is what this country is supposed to embody, then we need to embody it. If we are all supposed to work together for the common good and help each other out, then we should be doing that. 
it shouldn't be a competition. It shouldn't be, you know, I need to rise to the top. You're not good enough. You can't sit with us. Like all that bullshit. <laughs> if that's what is happening, then we need to take a step back and try to fix it. Not everybody is courageous enough to do that. Not everyone will see the issues going on. And a lot of people don't think anything's wrong, sadly. And that's the but problem. That's the problem. But the, us who do see the problem, we have a right to educate others and say, hey, what you said isn't nice. I, you know, this is why this is wrong. Because you know, it, it might just be ignorance. It might be ignorance. And you, if you explain to someone, you know, hey, what you said was really offensive, I didn't like that, and you tell them why, and say, well, how would you feel if someone said that about you and your culture? You know, sometimes they will understand. Sometimes it just takes, uh, it takes a conversation, it takes some basic dialogue, it just takes someone explaining things to rectify a situation. So, Absolutely. And will our country, you know, do we need a, like everyone need to sit in Kumbaya and like solve the problem? I don't know if that's gonna work, but you know, it is a step in the right direction. So, all right. So, where where can we to to wrap this up? Where are we gonna Where are we gonna see you at next? Where are you gonna be at next? Where where, where? BirdCon? Everybody's going to BirdCon. <laughs> Everybody's going to work. I wanted to go last year, but I'm pretty sure I was in school. Yeah, it was like finals week, and it just it wasn't happening. But now I'm working, so I can go. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I've got some really great cost plans. I bought some fabric for it today. So um, check me out on Instagram and see all the stuff I'm cracking up. Um, NYCC, uh, probably maybe like some local cons here and there in New York. Um, yeah, NYCC, hopefully Anime NYC if I can get the time off. And hopefully WinterCon. Mm. Um, <laughs> WinterCon, I'm pretty excited because my mom's going to come <laughs> and she's going to cosplay. So it's going to be a good time. Um, yeah, the, for the rest of the year, I've got some really great stuff planned. Um, there's a few parties I'll be going to, some blurred parties, some nerd parties, some pride. You can see me there. You can see all my crazy shenanigans and my million and one pictures of me eating and stuffing my face. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Where can we find you out on social media? Uh, I just made a Twitter. Oh, funny. I made it. I had a Twitter, but I realized um, I didn't want like my normal life and cosplay life to intercede. Mm -hmm. So new Twitter is Lunulata1. Um, I, I'll ex if you for another time I'll explain what that means and you can find me on Instagram at Vanta Black Cosplay. All right, and we'll definitely drop links in the description for those who are curious. But all right, sweetheart, thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. It was fun. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, we will catch you later. This is Jonathan D'Angelo, aka Johnny D, and uh, Vanta Black Cosplay, and we are signing off.